The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year at BetQL. That's BetQL promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. OddsCrowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including their $2,000 season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis through the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Richard. Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com, promo code SGP. Welcome to episode 148 of the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is Friday, March 26, 2021. I'm the centaur of Central Florida, the cagey capper, the thirsty thousandaire, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee. I'm the former editorial director at SGPN and the creator of NBA Gambling Podcast, but now I work as a writer and producer at the Action Network. Subscribe uh, to our uh, to their, my Action Network's YouTube channel to see some of my work. Uh, I'm still able to do these Friday locker rooms, which makes me very excited. Love locker rooms, love talking to you, uh, everyone who listens and uh, who joins in, all the faithful NBA DGENs out there. Make sure you're subscribed to NBA Gambling Podcast on Apple and Spotify, where we have episodes from Dan the Prop God, Titus, Zach Swissbank, Brunner, and Munaf, the money machine, Manji, Nearly every weekday, they do it. They did an awesome recap of all the moves at the trade deadline last night with instant reactions. Uh, go check that out. Lots of good info, plus an excellent rant by Munaf on the Oladipo trade. Uh, today, we're starting by looking at the most notable odds movements from the player movement. Then we'll preview as many of tonight's games as possible. Big slate of eleven matchups and uh, give out as many best bets, player props, and picks as possible. I'm going to try to be on for about 45 minutes. Uh, That's what I'm shooting for. Hopefully my phone doesn't kick out like last week, as I mentioned. Apologies for bailing early on the last show, but thanks to Munaf and Jong for finishing without me. Um, Again, love it if you join the convo. Just request to speak, and I'll bring you right in. We'll get to as many of tonight's games as possible. 
and uh, get going. We're going to start with a question from Jake. Maybe no sole beneficiary, but who picks up the 11 rebounds that Vu leaves behind in Orlando? That's a good question. I'm actually going to uh, try to bring Munaf in here in case he has some thoughts. I really don't know. I'm uh, There he is. Munaf, who picks up Vucevic uh, 11, 11 to 12 rebounds a game here? Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. I mean, I don't even know who's on this team anymore. Let me get, give me a second look at this roster real quick. Yeah, uh, immediately what comes to mind is RJ Hampton is the biggest beneficiary in Orlando, although we don't know quite how they're going to use him yet. Yeah. With so many of their players gone and Cole Anthony still injured. I think mm-hmm. that he's going to end up playing a lot of minutes. I'm not sure how many rebounds that equates to though yeah i mean if you take a look at what they're gonna trot out tonight um it'll be you know at least at the uh interior positions to be uh okiki and and birch right so i think those two guys Mm -hmm. are somebody to take a look at but i I think on the flip side of that is that you might want to you might at least until the market catches up you know opposing centers might be having big rebounding nights um you know i think in canter um He's going up against Orlando tonight, but I did see that Yusuf Nurkic is back tonight. So if you see any canter props on rebounding props tonight, you know, that might be something to take a look at uh, because, you know, he's just been a rebounding machine for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Right. And nobody to match up with him on the defensive end either. So score a lot of points. Exactly. So, you know, for Orlando Magic, you know, they lost their, obviously their top three scorers and, and, you know, they lost their best rebounder and Vucevic. So, uh, um, you know, off the top of my head right now, I couldn't, you know, tell you who is going to be the beneficiary. So it'd be something to keep an eye on uh, going forward uh, for the Orlando Magic. And I think last thing before, you know, we get into the games, I think if you see Terrence Ross props out there for his points props, I think this is a time to start counting those overs for Terrence Ross because he's now the number one scorer for this team. Absolutely. And I just, to be honest, Jake, I haven't looked watched enough Orlando Magic this season to feel confident about knowing where those points and rebounds will go from uh, Vooch being gone and also Aaron Gordon. I mean, think of that. Like, when he was playing, he was putting up stats in that front court. So there's going to be a big hole uh, there. Uh, we got John coming in. John, do you have any thoughts on this Orlando Magic, uh, how the points and rebounds will be distributed now that some of the biggest players are gone? Yeah, no. I mean, Wendell Carter got traded, right? Wendell Carter Jr.? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, that's I, right. Is he playing Mo, tonight, Mo, though? Is he? No, no, day to day, I guess. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but Mo Bamba should take that role. But I don't know, right? Mo Bamba, maybe. He's been such but, a yeah. He's been such a disappointment, though, and they haven't been playing in many minutes. And maybe they are freeing up time for him by trading Vooch, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who's that, who's that other guy? Um, like Cam Kim, um, Birch. I, I forget his name. Birch. But, yeah. Birch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he, that's he, who's starting tonight. Munaf said, "Right, okay." So yeah, I the mean, guys that got the guys that got traded, uh, they're listing them all out. Uh, I know it might be like physicals or, or things like that. So, um, you know, something to keep an eye on going forward. I, I think uh, John hit the nail on the head that it might be uh, Wendell Carter Jr. grabbing those rebounds, and you know, if Mo Mamba gets more run here, you know, that's another guy to kind of take a look at. Absolutely. Um, okay, um, let's dive into some of the odds movement post-trade deadline. I'm very curious to see what you have to say, Munaf, because I enjoyed your guys' recap 
Um, but you didn't talk much about odds, right? At least I missed it. Yeah, we had some at the end, but um, you know, quickly, I, I don't think that there was a significant, you know, change across the board as far as title and conference odds. I think the biggest move probably was the Denver Nuggets because they landed a piece like um, uh, Aaron Gordon and, and uh, JaVale McGee on the team. But I mean, if you kind of take a look at the top, you know, the top teams like the Lakers, the Nets, the Sixers, you know, they didn't make any significant moves, um, you know, at the trade deadline. So I think the the odds are really going to shift when uh, when the buyout market is is kind of you know, taken up when you have guys like Andre Drummond and LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, those are the two guys that are, you know, the big names in the buyout market right now. But I think that one of the things that we did talk about last night with, uh, with betting odds, as far as post trade deadline was kind of taking, looking at these teams like the Chicago bulls, you know, that are kind of battling for Eastern conference playoff position because they made a significant move that you can find, odds where Chicago Bulls are they going to be are they going to make the playoffs and I know Dan found it on DraftKings that you know they had the Bulls listed as plus 180 to make the playoffs so I think when they landed a piece like Vucevic I think that's a pretty good bet to get down and I think him and uh, Zach Levine and Kobe White and Lauren Markkinen are are guys that can you know kind of uh, propel the Bulls into uh, into the playoff picture Munaf, did we lose you? No, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you cut out for a minute. Uh, you mentioned you think that those guys can propel the Bulls into the playoff picture. Yeah, I mean, when you, you, know, you know, if you take a look, I mean, you know, Nikola Vucevic for Orlando was doing really well, right? All-star season. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you land a piece like that, you know, I think you have a great chance of, you know, being paired with Zach Levine, who's having an all-star season himself also. I think that gives them a chance in a in a Eastern Conference where you know seeds four through about ten are are wide open, and I think that's a pretty good bet to get down on for Bulls to make the playoffs at plus one eighty. Absolutely, and Jake just posted in the uh, comments that he sees it at plus two ten on Barstool, so uh, yeah. like those odds as well. One of I guess the I think the team besides Denver closest to the top who improved is Miami Heat. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Munaf, I know that this is a, <laughs> not going to be a sore subject for you, but they moved from 30-to-1 uh, championship odds to 25-to-1, which surprised me. I thought they would move a little bit more. This is according to win bet, especially mm-hmm. since looking at the Trailblazers, their odds went from 60-to-1 to 45-to-1, to so improving by 15 um, I really like this Miami Heat team. I like them coming into the year. They've obviously struggled. They've had a lot of COVID issues. I'm sure they had quite a bit of a hangover from the finals and with a very short offseason. Yeah. But if Oladipo buys in to being a piece of this team and not trying to dominate the ball, you also got to like Bielinka, uh, Bielinka, I always forget his name, uh, as a a tall shooter from the outside. I feel like he is an upgrade over Kelly Olynyk. What do you think about this Heat team? And would you put any money down on twenty-five to one? 
I mean, at 25 to 1 odds for a team that did make the finals last year uh, and, and them getting Victor Oladipo, I think, you know, that's a that's a uh, a big upgrade for them, right? And I think for the Absolutely. for the Miami Heat, it was getting these guys healthy because they had a lot of guys that were in and out of the lineup. I mean, they still have Goran Dragic out. You know, Jimmy Butler was out last night with the illness, but hopefully he's back tonight. Um, Tyler Hero was in and out. You know, Bam's been in and out. So I think for the Miami Heat, it's that they need to kind of get these guys healthy playing together and kind of making a run here in the Eastern Conference to, you know, for playoff positioning. I mean, take a look at their schedule. Uh, They have Charlotte tonight. They have New York, Indiana, Golden State, Cleveland, you know, Memphis, L.A. So they have games that are on the schedule that are winnable. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, five-game losing streak right now. But I I think this, you know, this this team has a lot of talent. So it's just kind of... You know, getting them together, hopefully they stay healthy and they can make a run. And at 25 to 1, when you have defending Eastern Conference champions, I mean, I would put, I mean, I wouldn't put significant money down on that because you still have to get through the teams like the Sixers and, and the Brooklyn Nets. But, you know, you never know what can happen in a seven game series. Absolutely. And I feel like this team is kind of similar to the team we saw during the regular season last year remember they got really hot and cold nobody was picking them to make much noise in the playoffs uh, except for me i i I, I, I was touting them but i will say that this team i think is better now than the team that went to the finals last season with oladipo yeah and now you add oh yeah like you mentioned we they add oladipo a good two-way guy Hopefully he can stay healthy and he's in the lineup. But I think adding a piece like Oladipo in this roster is better than last season's. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, they they have the guys. They have Jimmy Butler, uh, Bam Adebayo. You know, like we said, Oladipo. You know, the two shooters with Tyler Hero. He had a good game last night, and and Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn. So there's a lot of good depth and players on this team to to give uh, you know some of the top teams in the Eastern Conference a, a run for their money. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned the Denver Nuggets. Their odds have gone from 20 to 1 to 16 to 1. Again, this is on WinBet, great sponsor for us. Uh, they're going to be rolling out a rotation. I really like this rotation. Jamal Murray, Will Barton, uh, MPJ, Millsap, Aaron Gordon, Jokic, Monty Morris, and JaVale McGee. I mean, that look, doesn't that feel like a Western Conference Championship lineup? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we talked about this last night on the podcast. Is that I think this is going to be a significant, significant improvement on the rebounding side for this team. You know, you add JaVale McGee as a backup center for Nikola Jokic. Who, this is a guy that can come out and get you anywhere from 8 to, you know, 15 rebounds a night. Uh, Aaron Gordon's another great rebounding. He has length. So, um, you know, it, they have the pieces on the offensive side to, you know, really – uh, propel the Denver Nuggets in the standings here. But I think the question for them is going to be on the defensive side is that, you know, if they're able to make that commitment on uh, on the defensive end and you add a piece like Aaron Gordon, who's a, you know, 6'8", 6'10", type of guy with length and, and can give fits to other uh, the other teams on the defensive side. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all comes together. Yeah, if we see him truly... Because he hasn't seen bought in on the Magic for at least a season. I feel like if we see him truly bought in on this Denver team, which he should be, yeah. he is going to be a great energy guy for them on the defensive side. Yeah, and I think a change of scenery is going to be big for him. So, you know, hopefully it all pans out. And I think we said Denver was a team that needed to make a move. So here we are. So let's see if they can make a run here. Absolutely. Another team I already mentioned, but want to hit them up again, is the Portland Trailblazers moving from 60 to one. 45 to one. I don't like them to win the championship at those 
odds. But Western Conference, like anything can that this is another season where anything can happen, right? With uh, COVID and injuries mm-hmm. and what have you. So at for them to win the com- just the Western Conference at thirty five to one, I think those are pretty good odds now that they have Nurkic coming back and Norman Powell. I think is a sneaky great piece for them. They need that. The, the you know microwave scorer like him yeah. who can come in with a, a Carmelo when he's cold. Yeah, and, and this is something I mentioned with Dan on on the podcast that we did Wednesday was that you know Portland was a team that needed to make a move to get a score when Damian Lillard goes to the bench because the you know the offense kind of falls off when Lillard goes to the bench. Now they have CJ McCollum back from injury. Now they added Norman Powell. You know Carmelo is a, is a a guy that can still get a bucket for you, so there shouldn't be a significant fall off when. Later gets his rest. So when we take a look at the, you know, interior, now you have Cantor and, you know, Nurkic coming back. And then you have your two defensive guys in Derek Jones Jr. and Rocco. Um, and then CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, and Norman Powell now. So, you know, this team is also equipped at, at all three levels of, uh, of the basketball to, you know, also make a run. So it's going to be an interesting Western Conference here. You know, I think Denver and both, uh, sorry, Denver and Portland made good moves for their teams to help them. And now with the injuries to the Lakers, with Anthony Davis and LeBron out, you know, who knows where the Lakers are going to end up in that Western Conference. Absolutely. And the Trailblazers gave up Gary Trent Jr., who I think a lot of Blazers fans really liked as a young up-and-coming three-point shooter. So I'm sure they're a little sad, but uh, Norman Powell is a good piece for them. They also gave up Rodney Hood, who is another buyout candidate I'm seeing. Um one of the most surprising things about the odd movement is that Toronto's odds didn't move at all. Like, there's a, a least scoring to win bet, 60 to 1 uh, before the trade deadline, 60 mm-hmm. to 1. Today, 16 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. Um, I, I would have thought that the fact that they kept Lowry, I think a lot of the, I thought the odds were kind of baked in that Lowry was leaving. And the fact that he stayed, that's a big yeah. piece for them. Why didn't those odds move? Yeah, I think the biggest surprise was the lack of move of Lowry, right, at this trade deadline mm, yeah. outside of Nikola Vucevic. So, um, you know, I don't think Toronto really has it this year to make that run in the uh, Eastern Conference. I'm surprised they even see them. We said 16 to 1? 16 to 1 in the East to win the East. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, you know, I think they gave up a, you know, Norman Powell, but I mean, they got Gary Trent Jr. back, which is a good piece. And they also added, you know, like you mentioned, Rodney Hood. So, um, you know, I'm not a buyer on the Toronto Raptors. I just don't think they have enough, especially they're lacking size on the inside. So, you know, maybe they get a piece in this buyout market, but I, I don't think I don't see a player of significance going to the Toronto Raptors um, to kind of, you know, put them in contention for the Eastern Conference. I agree. All right. Some other ones just to recap quickly before we get into tonight's games. We do need to start talking about tonight's games, though. Uh, a little bit of movement on the 76ers. They went from 12 to 1 to 11 to 1 with the acquisition of George Hill. Nice, savvy veteran piece for them. Clippers went from plus 550 to plus 500 with the addition of Rajan Rondo. I guess that's because they're thinking of playoff Rondo and the mm-hmm. fact that Lou Williams is the uh, kind of folds in the playoffs, hasn't played that great. So that's a better playoff piece for them, Rondo, if he is the same player he was last season. Um, some buyout, the biggest buyout candidates, Drummond and LaMarcus Aldridge, they're both rumored to, uh, be in talks uh, or not in talks, but to be bought out by, uh, to be picked up by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think why not jump on the Lakers title odds right now at plus 285? Cause if they do add a Drummond, even if, 
I, I think they'd be great adding Drummond, but they do have an Aldridge even. I think those yeah. those odds will go down. Um, yeah, I think – sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to quickly mention, I think Drummond makes a lot of sense for the Lakers because if you add, add him to the Lakers, he can start at that five position and have Anthony Davis play at that four position where he wants to play. So, you know, that's a formidable front court for them, uh, for the Lakers, you know, uh, on the defensive side and rebounding. Absolutely. It just gives them so much versatility with lineups uh, in the yeah. starting spot. And then um, Davis can move over to uh, the five spot at times with yeah. Harrell playing at the four. Um, that could be a really dangerous lineup I could see in the playoffs as well. Um, so really like that addition if it happens. Let's move on to tonight's games. Um, I'm going to be back. Uh, we're going to be on here for about another 25 minutes. Going to get to as many best bets as possible. If you have a best bet in mind that you would want to throw out, whether it be a player prop, a total, uh, you know, a spread pick, whatever, go ahead and ask to join and we'll jump around today. We won't just go through the games as uh, we have in the past. So uh, first I wanted to hit because I'm a homer, Phoenix Suns minus four and a half at the Toronto Raptors. Um, Total of 224. I am uh, seeing that Trent and Hood aren't going to be active for tonight. So they are down Norman, essentially thinking they're down Norman Powell. Phoenix, however, are 13 and 2 against the spread in their last 15 games against Toronto. So even when Phoenix was bad, they were beating Toronto in the last couple of seasons. Um, Phoenix is also 14 and 6 against the spread on the road this season and they're 10 and three against the spread after a loss. Remember they just lost to that terrible Orlando team. So I think they're going to be angry. I love this as a best bet tonight, taking the side of Phoenix. Um, this team won by uh, Phoenix won by eight points when they played Toronto in January. And uh, you, know, you might look, Oh, a West to East team. Those teams usually falter. Well, Phoenix has already been in Florida for four or five days. They already played Miami, and I already mentioned Orlando. Really like Phoenix tonight. Any thoughts on that, Munaf? Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. You know, the thing with the Toronto Raptors is that they're a three-point shooting team, and Phoenix is tops in the leagues at defending the three-point uh, the three-point line, number two in three-point percentage allowed, number two in uh, makes allowed, and number six in you know opponent uh, attempts per game. So. If Phoenix is able to, uh, you know, defend the three-point line, this might turn into a long night for the Toronto Raptors. So I agree with you there. Phoenix minus four and a half seems like a great bet, and especially for them coming off a loss against the uh, Orlando Magic. Absolutely. John, do you have any thoughts on this Phoenix-Toronto game? Any player props? No player props. I'm, I'm with the Suns on this one. You know, best team against the spread in the league. Coming off a loss, plus, uh, you know, the Suns are 10-6 and six against the spread against non-conference opponents. So, you know, the, the trend is there. That's my angle, taking the Suns. Great. Thank you. Uh, the next prop, sorry. Uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Brian, just quickly, uh, I just wanted to mention uh, a player prop for tonight might be to take a look at DeAndre Aiden rebounding, uh, you know, with the lack of, inside presence for the Toronto Raptors. I think this might be a big rebounding game for, uh, for DeAndre Aiden currently seeing at 10 and a half. So I think for sure he can get grab at least uh, 11 rebounds here against the Raptors tonight. 
Absolutely. He's been averaging 12 rebounds most of the season. So dude like that, didn't think about that. That is uh, interesting that Toronto didn't uh, make a bigger push to add a big man unless they think they're going to get Aldridge or uh, Drummond on the buyout market would be interesting for both of them as well. Um, let's move on to an, another surprising line that I saw. I've, I'm seeing the Nets minus five and a half at Detroit, a total of 220 and a half. I'm seeing Harden still questionable. Now, if he plays, I feel like this is a really short line and a short total as well. But if he doesn't play, I that it's that line's definitely going to move. Um, Munaf, what are you thinking about this Nets-Pistons game? Yeah, I was actually leaning towards the Pistons here. Um, I mean, you know, Brooklyn, you know, there's nothing eye-popping that's, you know, kind of jumping out as far as what they do against the spread, 23 and 22 overall. Um, you know, they are 12 and 10 against spread on the road. But, I mean, if you take a look at their last 10 games, uh, they're I think they're 5 and 5 against the spread um, in that span. So, you know, they're winning games, but it seems like they're not covering – uh, the covering the numbers. So um, I think the Brooklyn Nets, you know, if you like them, this might be a good uh, money line parlay piece to kind of, you know, parlay with another bet here tonight. But I'm leaning towards the Pistons here. I'm leaning towards the Pistons if Harden doesn't play. But are you seeing anything if Harden is playing or not? I think he should be going, but I'm still seeing him listed as questionable. But uh, if he does play, I, if there is an assist prop that kind of comes out for him, I think I will be jumping on that because he's just been, you know, just leading the league in rebound. I'm oh, sorry, uh, in assists. So um, I think I, I really, really like that. Yeah. And, and Detroit, one of the worst teams in the league as far as straight up, but they've been really good against yeah. the spread in the last mm-hmm. seven games. They're five and two against the spread. So they do play teams close. They, they try hard. Uh, John, any thoughts on this Nets Pistons game? Um, I, so I, I can't pull myself to pull, pull the Pistons trigger. Um, however, you know, if if there's the hardened props that uh, for the assist that d- does come out, I'll, I'll definitely look for that um, and see and take the over, of course. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Um, John, did you have a like a best bet player prop that's burning a hole in your pocket right now that you wanted to throw out there? We can we can jump to that game. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. Um, I think over one and a half three points made. Um, taking on Miami. Uh, Miami surrenders the most three-point attempts and Gordon Hayward has been you know hitting that over one and a half made three points in at least four of the last six games and given that Miami gives a a lot yeah Mm -hmm. I definitely love the over one and a half three points made you got to look at CJ McCollum he had he jacked up 14 and made six right Mm three-pointers so yeah give me that give me that Gordon Oh, I like that. All right, we've got the Miami Heat at the Charlotte Hornets, the game you're talking about. I'm seeing this as a pick 'em right now with a total of 214. Um, who do we have out? We have uh, Dragish out. Uh, Butler missed the last game. He's questionable with illness. Uh, Oladipo is not going to be active yet. Neither is Bialinka. Uh, and then obviously they lost some uh, of their you know, other pieces and in, in trades. So Miami might be a little bit discombobulated today. So I do like the idea of 
taking the Hornets and looking at props like the Gordon Hayward uh, one over one and a half three pointers that John just threw out. Munaf, where are you at with this game or uh, that prop? Yeah, I think it's all going to depend. I love the prop that, you know, John threw out there. You know, we take a look at um, the Miami Heat that post all-star break, I believe they are allowing the um, third most, sorry, yeah, but fifth most um, three-point attempts by their opponents. So, you know, that, I think that's a good angle to look at with Gordon Hayward. And, you know, we know Gordon Hayward, he can shoot the basketball, and I think two should not be a problem for him, but you know, Miami is on a back-to-back situation. They played last night, you know, so travel might be, you know, there might be some travel fatigue. But, you know, I think the bigger thing is, you know, if we're looking out, uh, if Jimmy Butler is going to play tonight or not. But I still kind of do like Charlotte in this spot here tonight. Um, you know, I think it's time for them to start winning some games here. Um, you know, they have, obviously, they lost LaMelo Ball, but, they, you know, they have more than enough to compensate for that position with, Malik Monk and Devontae Graham and and Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. So um, I kind of do like Charlotte here tonight against Miami. Yeah, they have won a couple games since losing ball. I mean, one against Houston and one was against San Antonio. But still, uh, they they do have a lot of talent, even despite losing their rookie of the year favorite. Um, They're six and three straight up in the last nine games, whereas you already mentioned Miami is struggling 0-5 against the spread in their last five. Um, Muna, if you have a, a best bet you want to jump to, a player prop, a total, anything? Um, I was kind of taking a look at um, the Denver Nuggets and the Pelicans game here tonight. Um, you know, I think Jokic over 25.5 points and Jamal Murray maybe also over 21.5 points. You kind of take a look at uh, these two teams got together. I think, you know, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. They got together on uh, March 21st. Uh, New Orleans got the victory 113-108 there. But if you kind of take a look at the stats for these two teams post-All-Star break, they are um, amongst the worst defenses against the three-point shot, number 29 and number 30. So they're both giving up four, close to 15 um, three-pointers made by each team. So uh, I think, you know, we might get a good shooting night from Jamal Murray here tonight, over 21.5 points. Uh, Jokic last game against this team, he dropped a triple-double. I believe he had, I think, 29 or 30 points against his team. So, uh, And then you take a look at the Pelicans' defense against the center position. I mean, they are allowing 40 points per game in the last, I think, I think it was a, either last week or the last two weeks. Um giving up 40 points at that position. So I think Jokic should have a big game here tonight. So those are the two that I was also looking at for tonight. And also, sorry, I wanted to mention for this game, uh, Brandon Ingram over two and a half, three pointers made also. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like this, uh, these for a couple of reasons, especially the Jamal Murray one, because one Lonzo ball is going to be out tonight. So uh, Mm -hmm. that is one player that cannot be defending Murray and also out on the Denver side is Murray's backup, Monte Morris. He's out with a mm-hmm. quad injury tonight. So that's more minutes for Jamal potentially. Yeah. Um, and New Orleans has been playing well, uh, five and one against the spread in the last six games. And I say that because this is unlikely to be a blowout game for Denver where they're suddenly starting to sit Jokic and Murray. Uh, I know that the Pelicans can sometimes uh, give up 
you know, these big scoring games and, and they start sitting their starters. But I, I feel like this is going to be a closer game than that. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, and you, that line is kind of indicative of that, right? There's only a two-and-a-half-point um, spread for the Nuggets here tonight. So, And we have a big total, too, right? 231-and-a-half, and, and I, we're not sure if Aaron Gordon's going to play tonight either. So uh, I, I'm looking for, you know, Denver – sorry, Jokic and Murray to play, you know, heavy minutes tonight. And I, I kind of – that's why I like their player props here uh, for tonight. But, you know, Jamal Murray at 21-and-a-half, I, I, I really like that one. And I, uh, I'm glad you agree with me on that. Great. Uh, John, what do you thought, think about uh, Munaf's props there uh, or just anything about that game in, in general? Nothing. Yeah, nothing on the game in, in general. Yeah. And I, I didn't. Yeah, I definitely, you know, don't don't disagree with anything Munaf said there. So nothing really, you know, for me personally stands out from from a side point of view. But I, I don't mind the prop. Uh, you got another prop that you uh, want to jump to? I think we gotta hammer this uh, Greek freak over eleven and a half rebounds. Um, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, obviously, uh, um, Tice is out, right? He got traded, right? And yep. Yep. and Thompson is out, right? Tristan Thompson is yep. out. So, yep. Yep. who? Okay, so Taco Fall is a fifth, fifth, you know, starting center, right? He's he's mm-hmm. fifth choice, right? Um, Who's the other one? Robert Williams? Is he yeah. what six foot eight? Who's yeah. gonna, who? Greek freak got to get twenty rebounds tonight at over eleven. Take that. I think who's guarding athletically um, the Greek freak tonight? That's is, a very good point because I I didn't think about that. I was I looked at it more as I'm I'm really liking the Bucks tonight minus six. They play better at home. The Celtics play worse on the road. Plus. They have a lot of uh, player movement on Boston, and they don't have a big man uh, a defensive presence, at least. Uh, Fournier won't be playing tonight. They did lose Teague for Fournier. Um, but, yeah, no Thompson and no Tice, as you mentioned. Uh, so definitely like that prop. Uh, probably going to like any of Giannis's uh, numbers tonight. Uh, Terrell, any thoughts on Celtics, Bucks, or uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, with Celtics Bucks, uh, just that same angle. Uh, I can't remember how many he had last game, but uh, Lopez rebounds is, is typically a lower number that you can probably hit on. Um, they always had struggled with that center position this season, and with Tice gone, and like you said, they uh, they're gonna. They're, they're gonna struggle with the center, the center still. So I would like to think that. Uh... Let's go to another game that I had listed. Um, looking at the Lakers, Cavs. Really interested in this one because I don't really know who is playing. Obviously, LeBron and AD are both out. We don't know if Kevin Love is gonna play tonight. I know they had put him on the bench trying to work a trade for him. The trade market absolutely decided nobody wanted Kevin Love. Does he play tonight? Sexton and Torian Prince are both questionable. Lakers have lost four straight since losing LeBron. Uh, Munaf, I'll start with you. Where are we going on this Cavs-Lakers game? Uh, I mean, no, the effort last night was there for the Lakers up until, like, uh, the first half, right? So I think if you want to play the 
play this game or, or you know, if you like the Lakers tonight, I think you might want to kind of take a look at playing them in the first half. And, you know, they might come out motivated here to kind of get a W and, and kind of get this losing streak snap. So, um, you know, I mean, they've been doing a good job in the first half so ever since LeBron went down. It's really the second half where they're, they've kind of sputtered and, and, you know, the game has kind of gotten away from them, but um, I am, I'm, I'm finding a hard time backing this Lakers team. And I think the issue tonight for the Lakers is going to be, you know, Larry Nance and Jared Allen inside dominating the boards. And when you're not going to win the rebounding battle against any team, you know, it's going to be hard to win games. So, um, you know, uh, and also they're on a back-to-back situation, so they might lose legs here in the second half. So I think if you want to play this game, I would probably take a look at, like I said, taking the Lakers in the first half. Yeah, uh, I like that angle. Um, I think I'm going to back the Cavs overall in this game. If Sexton is out, uh, you might want to look at Garland's player props. I'm seeing him right now at uh, in points, 17 and a half. I think if Sexton out, he'll have uh, a chance to uh, you know, handle the ball a lot more tonight and put up a lot more shots. Looking at uh, Jared Allen, uh, 14 and a half points. Not sure who's really going to match up with him uh, in the middle for the Lakers. Uh, any thoughts on that, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, you know... Um... We, we've, we've been, you know, we've been touting sex land all season. So, um, you know, and these guys are, I think the future are the backward for the Cavs. So if Sexton's not able to go, you know, obviously Darius Garland, he's going to be primarily handing the basketball and, you know, looking to get his shots up and, and, you know, um, you know, you might even want to take a look at a points, rebounds and assist prop for Garland here also tonight, because he also will be taking on the distributing, um, um, duties here if, if Sexton's not able to go. Absolutely. Uh, any other best bets you want to jump to or games that are uh, you're, you've circled? Um, you know, we got to Denver and New Orleans. I think that was one of the better games. We already went through Suns and the Raptors. Um, I think the other game we kind of want to, you know, kind of get your opinion on was uh, Pacers and the Mavericks here tonight. I think that's a, you know, might be a sneaky good game here. Yeah, you know what? That is another one that I uh, was a little confused about when I was making my picks today because Indiana has uh, not been good lately. They are uh, three and eleven against the spread in their last fourteen, um, and Dallas has been better lately. Six and three against the spread in their last nine games. Um, Indiana is healthy now. They're still figuring out how to work in the different pieces they acquired. Um, Dallas is mostly healthy, except for Willie Colley-Stein. So what are you thinking on this? I I like Dallas here at home, only giving up uh, four points. I feel like that's kind of a short spread for an Indiana team that's been struggling. Yeah, and I agree with you. I like Dallas here. I mean, post-All-Star break, you know, Dallas is the number one offensive rating team, you know, at 122 they're, they are number three in net rating, you know, five and three uh, straight up since the All-Star break. So, um, you know, KP has looked really good for this team. You know, um, they picked up J.J. Redick in a trade. I'm not sure he'll be able to go tonight, but that's another shooter for uh, Luka to kind of find. But I think this should be a good bounce back game for Luka. I know he had, he was struggling um, shooting the ball the last game. So, you know, I kind of like Luca to a bounce back here tonight against the Mavericks, you know, I'm sorry, against the Pacers. Um, you know, uh, Pacers have been inconsistent. You know, I've tried to bet on them, but, you know, like the both the Boston Celtics, 
when I bet on them, they lose the game. When I don't, they're they're covering games. So, but uh, I think this is a good spot for uh, for for the Mavericks here at home as a short short favorite. Any thoughts on uh, a Luca twenty nine and a half points prop or the KP uh, twenty and a half points? Which one do you like better there? I would probably lean with KP um, because just because of the way that he's been playing. I don't think that you know whether it's it's Sabonis or or Miles Turner on on uh, KP tonight. Um, this is a guy that can, you know, knock down shots from the outside or, you know, take them off the dribble. I think they've matched up once this season already, and KP had 27 points in that game. And to kind of take a look at what he's done, you know, the, these past couple games, I mean, yeah, Timberwolves, he had 29 points. Um, you know, he I think I think he's finally starting to find his groove, and, uh, you know, Luca's been looking out for him a little more to kind of get his shots up. So I would – take KP over the Luka points props tonight. Great. Okay, I'm going to jump to uh, one more game. If anybody else has some best bets or parlays you want to throw out there or another game we didn't talk about that you really want covered, make sure to put some comments uh, down or request to speak. We'll bring you right in. Can I loop back to this Lakers game real quick? If you can just, you know, quote the timestamp on this, on this, but I'm going to have a conversation with Kyle Kuzma real quick. Once he drops it, if anybody wants to tag Kyle in this, please do that. I need him to hear this. But I'm going to talk to Kyle Kuzma real quick. Kuzma is a huge Kuz. fan of this podcast, so I'm sure he'll hear this. Kuz, I believe in you. I need you to know that I believe in you. Braun is gone. AD is gone. This is your team again. Don't let nobody co- – they were just trying to ship Dennis Schroeder yesterday. They don't, they're not committed to him. They are committed to you. You are the only person that made it out of the AD trade for a reason. Right here. This game right here is where you show the world what you are. I need that dog Kyle Kuzma back. I need that 30 and 10 Kyle Kuzma back. This is going to be it right here. I'm not even a Lakers fan. I just want to see the dog Kyle Kuzma. That's it. That is it. Give me Kyle Kuzma. 30-plus points against the Cavs, plus 1240, and they get a win. Wow. <laughs> love I, I love it. I talk about a total D-Gen bet right there. That one is a fun one for a D-Gen Friday night. You can also get Kuzma <laughs> points 18-and-a-half. Uh, uh, that's I feel like that's a pretty good number. Yes, that's as more conservative. Well. Definitely put you know put your regular bet on that, but throw throw half a unit or a quarter unit on that thirty plus play. I'm I'm all over Kyle Kuzma tonight. This Cavs team is not good. This is the moment where you show them where you show the league. You put up your best sports center top ten moment. This is it right here. You get a win because Lord knows you're going to lose a lot more before LeBron and AD. Well, thank you for that very emotional plea, Terrell. I'm sure that Kuzma will be hyped once he hears this and will go off tonight. So absolutely love that. Thank you. Okay, last game we're going to talk about. The Houston Rockets at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ryan, why are we talking about this game? One of the saddest games on the 11-game Friday night slate. That's because I don't understand this line. How are the Timberwolves only giving up four points to this Houston Rockets team who I'm not even sure is playing. Gordon is out. 
Bradley is coming over, but he's not playing yet. Uh, Exum is out. Porter Jr. is questionable. I think Cat is going to eat tonight. Munaf, what, what am I not seeing here? Why isn't this line longer? I 100% agree with you. I mean, I've, I'm not even touching this Rockets team. I mean, that was one of the more prop that I was going to mention is that, you know, Cat should have a great game tonight. But, I mean, God, I mean, three and a half, you know, this was a line, you know, if you take a look at the last game of the Rockets opponent, was Charlotte, they were favored by three. And they blew them out by, I would think it was like 27 points or 25 points or something like that. But Minnesota at home here, three and a half point favorite against this dog shit Rockets team. I mean, yeah, this is locked potential here tonight. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. But I, I think the only. Are you seeing any player props for Cat yet? I'm not seeing any listed for this game on my book. Uh, let me see if I can pull something up. Uh, or if anybody enough. else is seeing player yeah, props for this game. Anything. I think they're waiting to see who's playing for Houston. Yeah, that's be. a possibility. Yeah, so I mean, the only only argument that I could make is that this Minnesota defense is is terrible, and and if I mean, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me either. So I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, uh, Jake just mentioned uh, in the comments twenty five and a half points for Cat. I will take it. How about you, Mav? Oh yeah, he should eat tonight. I mean, I don't think Christian would. He's going to be able to keep up with him. And, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is a guy that can knock down the three-point shot and jump shots and, and, you know, dribble, you know, and get to the basket or even work in the post. So, you know, that should be easy, easy, easy pickings for him tonight. You know, even the total right now is 229.5. So we're expecting a lot of points in this game between two bad defenses. So we might see pace. We might see a lot of points. And I, I think uh, Timberwolves should cover this number. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for joining the Locker Room Live and participating. Uh, we'll be here every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We talk about the Friday night slate, have some great DGEN picks for you, like Terrell's Parlay. Um, I've been Ryan McKee. You can follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Please subscribe to NBA Gambling Podcast on Apple and Spotify for episodes almost every single weekday. Uh, Again, thanks, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Good luck on your bets. Basketball, give me, give me.